Ears like this are handy because I don't remember if we talked about this on a on a previous episode, but when I recently did a tour at Willet, she was saying the tour guide was saying if you have had coffee within five hours of a tasting, it's going to affect your palate. And she had said, "Oh yeah, you've had yeah. an old fashioned or, or like a cocktail with bitters within five days, it's going to affect your palate." And I thought to myself, <laughs> "Everything every, I've every ever day. taken notes on is incorrect because I've either had coffee within five hours." Or a cocktail, an old fashioned within five days of it. So this maybe, so maybe twenty four hours. But this one being a stout aged in bourbon barrels with coffee, it doesn't matter. It's just it's all the I, same. it's all the things all at once, so we could taste it. Welcome everyone to another episode of Behind the Pursuit from Bourbon to Brand. However you found us, we're so glad you're here. As we get behind the scenes with the Pursuit Spirits brand, I'm your host, Brian Bikey. Joining me, we have Kenny Coleman. Hey, I'm we have, back. We have another lax episode. Ryan, again, is taking the night off. And we have started this thing where we do Stout Fridays. Now, we did kick it off with a barley wine, as someone pointed out. And <laughs> well, we're going to have to live with that. But. I've got a whole refrigerator full of stouts that I can't drink by myself. And so I started bringing them here to the distillery. And Lord, I have no idea. I just grabbed one that was out of the refrigerator. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's dark. This is delicious. And then I started reading. I was like, and it's a barley wine. It was fantastic, though. But yeah, so we started doing whatever it is, Bomber Fridays, Stout Friday, it doesn't matter. We started getting into these, and today we had we figured we would just drink it while we're while we're talking about on today's episode. This one is Goose Island Bourbon County, 2017. It's their Stout Aged in Bourbon Barrels with coffee. So I'm gonna go ahead and pour myself a little bit. And pass yeah. this on over to you. This is this is 217. So this is like when I really just started like getting into it deep, and now that we're this is now cellared for a few years i guess you could say so we'll see what it's done to it i can see what it's you, good, i i never really was it. one to i'm just you know not familiar with that practice of things what what is the what happens with with beers like this when you when you age them i'm gonna you try know, to sound smarter than i really please am do. but you <laughs> don't I, don't admit that on I, air I, to I, say it i go by what what i'm told which i for a long time, like a lot of these stouts, it's just like wine where it actually ages when it's inside of the bottle. And so it's unlike bourbon where bourbon is as soon as it hits in the bottle, it's done. It doesn't age, doesn't change, so on and so forth. But from what everybody says is that you know, a lot of these beers, you can keep them for a couple years and they continue to age and get develop more flavor and more taste. So that's why it's one of the things why everybody, you keep variants from every year so it's like you want to try the 2018 2019 2020 all together so you can see exactly well what is a few extra years done to it right now you could say it's just because of different aging or the different barrels or something the different batches that went into the blend but it's an excuse to try stuff side by side interesting yeah I, so why is that why why would wine or beer change more in a glass but why does why does whiskey have to stop? I'm guessing it has to do with yeast or fermentation or something like mm -hmm. that actually happens with the particular. <laughs> this is me pieces. sounding dumber than I should. Yeah, so I should well, just I, stop asking yeah, questions. Yeah, you realize like I'm a spreadsheet guy. I'm not. <laughs> I'm like I can ask the questions, but you know, I and I can drink the stuff, but beyond that, it's all. I just try to fake it till I make it. Absolutely. Well, bottoms up. Hey, you guys, let us know. If you've had the Goose Island Bourbon Counties, let us know what some of your favorites have been in the past year at podcastpursuitspirits.com. What we are going to dive into, so at the time of this opening up, we have opened up our tours to the public. We've talked about that in the last couple episodes. We talked about getting the building to the point at which it's a, an operating as a distillery. We talked about 
opening up things for the Pursuit United uh, private selection program. And we talked a little bit about the experiences that people are going to be able to have here at our location that's just outside of downtown Louisville. And we had someone who had emailed in recently just kind of giving us some feedback on some of the past episodes. And one of the things that they had mentioned in the email was talking about how they like supporting the brand because it's you guys pulling yourselves up by the bootstraps. You know, these are things that we've we hit on maybe some of the early episodes. I don't feel like we've really kind of taken a deep dive in some of these topics in some of the more recent episodes. And I thought it might be timely with this because we're opening up the tours to the public. And with that, you know, we talked on the last episode that you and Ryan won't always be available for running these tours. And so we're bringing people in to start kind of getting familiar with these experiences people are going to be able to have here with the brand. And I thought it would be interesting just to talk a little bit more with you about what sort of things that saves you to do. What are the either the other things that are operating, which people know from past episodes, I'm sure, but what are the continued things that are continuing to go on with the brand that you need to focus time to, that Ryan needs to focus time to? And you know, what is a little bit that that you're having to pull away from the brand for during these times just to make sure that that you have kind of a protected circle when it comes to family life and all that stuff? All right. So let's let's unpack that a little bit. So do you want to start about the bootstrapping process or do you want to get into the hiring and making sure that we have time for ourselves again? Let's get let's go to that part first. What the hiring part? Yeah. Yeah, so this has been one of the things, that, as we had talked about in one of the last episodes, we've had really good early success with the the experiences that we've been running through here. We've been optimizing it, learning what works, what doesn't work, figuring out how we can, as bad as it sounds, need to speed up the process. I mean, it was going from like two hours to two and a half hours and got down about an hour, 45 minutes. And last time we did it, we got down to an hour and a half, which is perfect. Like that's what we want to be. We want to actually be just slightly underneath an hour and a half because that leaves time for the next group to come in. And we're running two different experiences. So first is that we call the whole shebang. You get the tasting, you get the whole barrel pick experience that is very unique because unless you're the whiskey elite, you know, you're part of a liquor store owner, you're a whiskey group or whatever, you don't get a chance to actually do that. We want to give you that that barrel pick experience, and then the opportunity to actually fill your own bottle, but not by pulling some cute little lever from a, a, a tube that fills up, but instead you grab a whiskey thief, fill up that bottle, and then you go to the bottling line and do everything from there. And you know, your cork, you label it, do everything like that. We're also adding some other new things since we talked about it last. Uh, we've already put in the order for putting in new labels. So you're going to put a label on the back of it over top of our story. We can actually put in your name, the date, and the occasion, sort of one thing to kind of look back and say, okay, now I can memorize or memory of what this is. So every time you grab that bottle, you can kind of look at it. Since the last time we've also introduced tasting mats, pre-pouring a lot of the the barrel picks beforehand as well. So just a lot of ways that we can optimize and kind of shape this for the future and make sure that we're, we're working in the right direction. And I mentioned the other one that we're doing is the Pursuit United Breakdown. We get to try all the components of Pursuit United at Cash Strength. Then you try the blend and then you try the toasted version of it to kind of see how the sum is greater than the parts. But during that, you'll kind of see exactly what flavors of each actually contribute to the blend at the very end. And so hopefully people can start picking apart that. Now, that is amazing. It's fun. I've had a hell of a time trying to to work with everybody. And, and it's been just an amazing opportunity to talk to people. And I think that's probably been the greatest thing that people love to hear from Ryan and I of making sure that like, oh my gosh, like, you know, you're hearing from the founders. It's so... Like you're so like you're there in the moment. It's very unique. Like you don't get this opportunity anywhere else. And 
I looked at it and I was like, yeah, fortunately, it's like we we have a lot of things going on. Yep. And if we were to dedicate, you know, three days out of the week to doing tours and experiences, we just wouldn't have time to basically put it to the rest of the business that that really needs our attention. That's everything from marketing and sales. And then also making sure that we hire the right people to to make sure that, that they are the extension of us. I think that's the one thing that I don't want to make it sound like, you know, like when you come, it's like, oh, you know, we won't get a chance to see Kenny and Ryan. Like, and we'll probably be here and we'll probably pop our heads in. We'll be kind of like, you know, you go to the restaurant and at the very end of the meal, and the chef comes out and is like, "Oh, how was your meal tonight?" Well, like that's that's probably what we're gonna be like. We'll probably show our, you know, peek our faces out and show our heads, doing stuff like that because we still want to make sure that we give you that 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 experience when you do come through here. But for the most part, we had to really do a lot of searching to try to find a few people that can run these experiences for us and really just be an extension of Ryan and I. It was, I think, the best thing about this was that it gave me a really good amount of confidence knowing that when it comes time to open up our location on Whiskey Row, I don't know if we're going to have a problem hiring people. Yeah, That really surprised me because I put out a job posting and I had six, seven, eight, nine candidates. Five of them we interviewed, four of them super strong. Like could have taken any of them and probably ran with it. But ultimately, we ended up landing on somebody. So if you start coming here, you're going to meet Timothy, Timothy Van Riper. He's single barrel snob on Instagram. It was just somebody that we have had the, the fortunate opportunity of knowing for a very long time. But there wouldn't be a whole lot of lift. Like he knows, he knows everything about bourbon that there is to know. He's been in this industry for quite some time. And for us, we looked at it as an opportunity to bring somebody on that had the, you know, he's got the knowledge, he's got the charisma, he's got the presentation skills. And all it takes is just teaching him a little bit about pursuit and kind of letting him go off and, and do his thing. And we really looked at that and making sure that we brought somebody on that really knows their stuff and is going to make it a lot easier for for us to go back and focus on what we have been doing up until we were running tours. I mean, totally. that's, we were still, we're still working 70, 80 hours a week, even though we weren't running tours. And all of a sudden we added that to it. That's been our problem. I is thought that, I noticed both of your old hairs are getting a little grayer lately. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's just been our problem is that we just keep adding to our plate and not taking anything off. And that trend is going to continue to happen as we continue to grow as we continue to find more avenues of our brand expanding either into new markets or into even further into existing markets. And we need salespeople. We need a director of sales. We need somebody to lead a general manager to be able to lead everything downtown. We need more people to lead experiences. We need bartenders. We need all these things. Like you're not going to get me and Ryan bartending. Like right. that's first off and foremost, but we want to make sure that we bring the right people in. And I think that's one of those things that we just had to come to the realization. It's like, well, when you go to Willet, Drew Colesveen isn't there shaking your hand on the way in. Right. When you go to any distillery, that's not how it works. Save for wild turkey, but that's an exception. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, Jimmy doesn't have much else to do except sit there in the gift shop anyway. Touche. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't have much else to do and I could just sit there and sign bottles as people were walking in, I'd be more than happy to do it. But those are one of those things that we're we're still, as you had mentioned earlier, bootstrapping. We're still young and scrappy, and we have to 
we still have to put a lot of focus on the business side of things and making sure that we're putting our efforts where they need. It's like, you know, I think that's one of the things that I'm kind of also worried about because we said, we're going to open up tours on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Well, the only reason we did Thursdays is at first is because, well, people are coming in and they need something to do on Thursdays. We'll, we'll evaluate and see how well we have that, that sort of fill up. But I also talked to the team yesterday and I said, you know, what's really missing is like, there's no nighttime experiences. Like people are coming in town on Thursday night. What if we had something on Thursday night? And if you're like, oh, that's a great idea. So there's opportunities that we're still, we're nimble and young and we can just move things around if we need to, to try and give people the opportunity to like do stuff like that. But as we start going through here, Ryan and I, we have to start paying attention to to what is going to ultimately take away from from everything else. And by the way, I think I, I said it last time. It was like, our wife's put the kibosh on Saturdays. They say, right. like, no Saturdays. So immediately that was like, well, that's a huge tourist day. We can't not be there on Saturdays. We need somebody to be there. We're not gonna just going to hire somebody to just do Saturdays. So we need somebody to kind of take care and run with this as as we continue again to think about the brand, where it's going to go and put our resources in the right ways. Because if we're, and I should say the scary part that I mentioned earlier is that, you know, if we're doing Thursdays and Fridays, like that takes almost two working days out of the distillery of where we would need to be doing stuff. So if we need to go down there, we need to be dumping barrels. We need to be blending. We need to be bottling. We need to be getting cases out on trucks. Like it's going to be like, you're in the middle of a real working distillery at that yeah. point. And I want to, I think that's the thing that I'm probably most cautious about is like, how do we make sure that we give people a really good experience and they're not sitting there like hearing us on a bawling line on a Thursday or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to start cramming a lot of stuff in on Monday through Wednesday to make that happen. Right. Going back really quick to the the tasting experience for the United Breakdown, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm, you know, a thought that came up that was just kind of intriguing. I was curious because I know that, again, like you said, this is going to be working and operating. There'll be things that you all will be doing kind of in between or possibly while kind of tours are going on. But I know that Ryan had been tasting through components for some of the upcoming blend releases. Is that uh, experience going to be something where if someone were to come and maybe they'd come back the, the next year, they're in town, they do it again, are they going to be able to taste different single barrels that are, I would th- assume, they're going to be tasting different single barrels that are a part of that process, meaning they might even get a different experience tasting through that. Because we've been tasting through a couple of Tennessee barrels and saying, these are these are great. And some of them vary in flavor and same with the Kentuckys and same with the New York components. So I would think that just doing the United Breakdown isn't a one and done tasting of the United Breakdown because you're tasting through the single barrels that go into a larger batch, which is kind of an interesting process when you think about it. Yeah, it's actually both twofold. It's going to be that as well as the the whole shebang as part of the private select program because those barrels are going to continually rotate in and out. Right. If somebody comes in and they're like, dang, I just want to buy that whole barrel. And we'll be like, here you go. It's all yours. Mm-hmm. Throw a sticker on it, whatever. We'll put the bung on and nobody else can have any more from it. And you know, we'll find another barrel to roll in there. So if people continue to come back and do that experience, that will continually evolve and change because all your barrels will be different. And that's what the Persinad Private Select Program was built as. It's like, do you ever get tired of going to Four Roses and selecting a single barrel? Absolutely not. Exactly. So why would you ever get tired of coming here and selecting a single barrel? It would be the same process over and over and over again. And so I think that's the one thing is that you're not going to get the same 
feel your bottle experience that's coming some from blended tote in the back through a pump and a lever, but instead you're going to actually look at a bunch of different single barrels and it's going to be unique and different every single time. Yeah. I, that's, I think that's a real big draw to, to be able to do that. Uh, you know, the United Breakdown, we'll figure out what that looks like in regards of like what you're tasting because we're not going to be able to pull the barrels that we dumped in the blend and then you taste the blend, but we'll have tons of barrels that are right. relatively, you know, you get your Bardstown, you get your Finger Lakes, you get your Tennessee component, and then you kind of see exactly what it's like. But, you know, it's it's not going to be the exact components that go into the blend, but you're going to have a pretty good idea what the heck's going on. Yeah. And Rhino, I've already talked because he's, as you said, he's been going, tasting all through the barrels and he's like, so do we get people like the, the really good barrels to taste from or the, the crappy barrels? And I was like, no, probably somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you want to, you don't want to get people the bad experience or, or maybe you do, you sent, you give them all the crappy barrels and then they taste the blend of like, oh my guys, these guys perform magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's two different, two, two additional different tours on there, right? The, you have the shitty tour where you can just taste all the shit barrels and then you have like the elegant tour where it's like you taste all the, all the best barrels that, you know, might be better than the sum of the parts when you put it back together. Cause yeah, you don't want to give, funny. you don't want to give all the good barrels. Cause then you'd be like well, why would you even blend these together? That's right. right? Yeah, you don't want to do that. But, you know, you, there's, that's, I think that's the the prop process that goes into pretty much every single distillery is, yeah, you have some really, that's why you have all these teams that do select all the barrels that do go into the single barrel program. They go and they find the cherry barrels. And yes, those are the ones that'll go into something else, but the rest of them go into the blends, the dumps, the, the, the big offerings and stuff like that too. You make a really good point, though, jumping back into to where you were before I, I, I kind of took us aside back to an earlier mention. But, yeah, you make a really good point when it comes to things that you have to focus on right now because there are daily operations that have never gone away. If just running Pursuit Spirits and creating the blends as you have before you even had a building. Plus, we have the fact that we're looking towards downtown. So there's a lot of operations that have to take place of getting things set up prior to downtown. So then you have this middle ground where we're here at the distillery, where we're now starting to offer these experiences. And so the if you all had to be hands-on with every step of the process there, I don't know how, regardless of the things that you previously did, it's you know how you how you best plan for the the future, thus the need for people to step in right now. So as we're, you know, in one of the things that you, you didn't even mention when it came to hiring for downtown and bar managers or or bartenders or or general manager or anything like that was I was thinking about it the other day and I'm like man there I think I was leaving a restaurant that I know usually does some of the industry nights and I started thinking to myself man at least even in Louisville now that there's a location you have some place that the folks from Trouble Bar came here and it felt like there was some good synergy them being able to get more familiar with with the brand that they have on the bar there to be able to better explain to the people there and I started thinking man even someone who can make relations with the bars here, maybe not like a you know full-fledged bar program going all across the place, but maybe in time. But gosh, what what groundwork could be built even with that, you know, or supporting industry nights or, or building more relationships with some of these bars to have some of the flights available out there. Or with me personally, it was, you know, I go and get cheeseburgers at Toasty's Tavern. It's like my one of my number one places to go. And I'm like, you know, well, it would be awesome if it's like, hey, have something on the menu like let's let's get a price for like a shot of you know 
prosciutto collection burger yeah. or something like that with a cheeseburger or whatever. Like a perfect pairing, things like that. And I was like, man, that you know, even that is something that would have to take thought. It would have to have a person involved in something like that. But, and but you're right. But that goes into sales and marketing. Yeah, uh, that's that's really what Ryan and I have to focus on. Yeah, even even having a few brand ambassadors take care of some of that. You can't boil the ocean on day one. Everything is a slow drip, and you've got to sit there and you got to try to find the you got to find the outlets that are going to kind of pay off dividends in, in the long run. And of course, you know, the gals from Trouble Bar, like they're fantastic. They're amazing. They already had Pursuit Night on a flight. Shout out to Steve, who really kind of planted that seed a long time ago because he's one of our ambassadors here and he got us on the menu, told them the entire story. And then the other thing about them, they've got a really interesting story because they also have Matson and Gilman, which mm-hmm. is another tour company. And that's how they started. They didn't actually want to open a bar. They just wanted a, an agnostic tasting room until they got a space and they're like, well, I guess we have to open a cocktail bar. Yeah. And so that's a really interesting story about how they kind of had their origin. But that is just one example of where we have to penetrate multiple outlets of making people aware about what we're doing as well. And you have to give them that that sort of very high touch handheld experience and everybody wants that and everybody wants to come talk to the founder see the owner see everything and you know we're working to be able to do that with folks like mint julep tours and kentucky brother or kentucky bourbon boys tours and there's there's a few other ones that we're working with of of trying to have them come in because now that i think of course getting tour companies on board is going to be the big one Uh, as much as we want to go you know basically d to c on it we have to have the tour companies and have them see exactly what it is because they're the ones that are having folks come in every single day and they're going, well, Buffalo Trace is sold out or Angels Envy sold out. What do we do? Hey, these guys just opened up. Let's go check out what's happening over here. So if we can give them a great first impression, show them what, we're, what we've got going on, then I think that's going to be one other avenue. But that, again, just goes into the sales motion. Like we've got to, we've got to do the high touch point there and that's just, you know, more time out of the day and it's just continuous and the more time out of the day is like, what was I doing today? I'm sitting here changing ceiling tiles. I'm painting walls. I'm doing things to try to make this place presentable. Of all things that you're not passing off to somebody else. I feel like that's a task. I that really should, should be hiring somebody else to do. I really should. But either way, I, here's the thing about me. Like I, I love doing this because like I can see immediate results. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that even that, that I don't like about this bourbon business is that you don't see immediate results. Like oh, you, yeah. you put stuff out there in the market and then you're like, okay, what's happening? Like, what's the, what's the vibe? What are people saying? And I can paint a wall and I can see immediately. I'm like, oh, all right, we got a different color. So a couple of things I want to get to. First of which I would say, even though, you know, you've put the kibosh on the Saturdays, are you finding yourself, you know, busier or, or harder to keep up with anything going on now than you were previously because of all the things that are working on with the company? Or are you are you trying to regulate it as uh, well as you did before? Absolutely not trying to regulate anything. My wife put the kibosh on Saturdays. That doesn't mean I'm not working on Saturdays. <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> That's right. She just says I can't be here on Saturdays. That's all it really means. Yep. So, and I think that's probably anybody that's out there. You've probably heard the line of like, you're here, but you're not here. Mm-hmm. And I get that all the time. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, well, all right, I'll do the leaves. And then like, if, I, if there's nothing planned, like what, what else am I going to do? Mm-hmm. So I'll just grab the laptop out and start cranking out their emails or start to figure out well, what else do I need to get done. And that's pretty much what I'm trying to do while I'm here at the distillery now. 
I'm trying to save a lot of the the digital work for after hours so I can go home and I can look at the slew of email or try to figure out, okay, let's get some posts queued up. Let's figure out how we can other kind of communication things that need to happen. But while I'm here and I have to do actual physical things while I'm here, you know, it's like we had some other big orders come in that actually just cleared us out of Oak Collection today, Oak Collection bourbon. And so it's like, all right, well, I got to get those staged and ready to ship. I can't do that while I'm at home. So I'll try to do the physical things that need to be done while I'm here. But while I'm at home, yeah, I'm just constantly going. It doesn't stop. And even on Saturdays and Sundays, I'll sit there and we can have the TV on. I'll just sit there with my laptop. Me and my wife, we were just watching another show last night. So it's just like one of those things. It's like, yeah, you do that. And I was putting the final touches on the booking system to make sure that everything is working the way it's supposed to be working and, and so on and so forth. And I think I'm trying to get her involved uh, as much as I can too by saying, hey, like, what what is the perception of what does it look like? You know, A, what's the cost of this? Like, is this is this a, a valid cost? B, if you, because the way that it actually was configured on our booking system beforehand was that you had the the experience and cost, the experience cost, and then you had the add-on, which was the bottle cost, which at which is added to checkout. Mm-hmm. And my wife was like, "You can't do that. Like, you just can't surprise people with an extra sixty-five dollars or sixty-four ninety-nine on checkout. That's like like when you buy an airline ticket, and all of a sudden, all the fees are going crazy." Yeah, spirit, okay, <laughs> yeah. So, and I was just like, "Okay, so I should just put the price." and include everything at once. She was like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So just things like that. And hopefully the more I can include her, then the less she'll be mad about me being so, I guess, you know, so deep in this. When's your next vacation planned? <laughs> it's, I, here's the thing. I keep trying. I have told my wife probably 50 times over the past two months because her 40th is next year. Mm-hmm. And I said, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? And she'll say, maybe Costa Rica or maybe Indonesia or maybe this. And, and then, but she just can't nail anything down. So I was like, listen, as soon as you come away with something, I'll plan it. But I'm glad you said that because I am to the point where it's like, we need potentially like a small vacation, like mm-hmm. a small getaway, even if it's to like Columbus, Indiana or yeah. Santa Claus, Indiana, like whatever it is, just something that's easy to get away to because yeah, it's like, we're, we find ourselves at home almost too much on the weekends now. We're getting to the time of the year where there's not much happening on the weekends unless it's like holidays coming right. up. And so it's either like you're shopping or doing something. And I I love my wife, but my wife is sick of it. And here's the bad part. I know it's like, woe is me sort of thing. But here in Louisville and for the position we're in, it's like every weekend there's a bourbon thing, like mm-hmm. a bourbon event. There's yep. something that you get invited to and she just doesn't want to have it anymore. She's just like, I want my life back. I don't want it. To... She was like, your personality just can't be all bourbon. And right. I was, and it's, I was like, tough shit because it kind of is right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- and that's kind of why I asked that because, you know, I'm not in the position that you all are in, but since transitioning with, with kind of coffee into doing stuff with Sealbox, like it, I, I'm trying to figure out if there's a way to have better work-life balance because I'm I'm bad at that and, and kind of putting those things together. But I also know that that wives are very tender and very loving and they put up with a whole lot. Oh, and so, you know, especially with everything going on, it's it's hard because again, 
setting up this, like Bourbon Pursuit is your all's. Pursuit Spirits is your all's. And so there is a certain amount of hitting the ground and just keep doing, doing, doing that's that's required. But I have been, I feel like I've been doing a lot of reflecting lately, just trying to figure out with while the kids are getting older and, and everything going on, just trying to figure out where my time goes and, and all of that. And so anyway, we have, I, don't, I don't actually have a thought really to go with that, but just kind of figured I'd, I'd no, kind of throw I, that but out. But you're all right. I mean, it's, it is one of those work-life balance things. And, and it's like, you know, my wife is, she's told me already, like our kid's 10. She was like, she's got like a couple years left and she doesn't want anything to do with us. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a couple years after that until she's gone. Yeah. So yeah, like there is, there is that time to be able to do it. The good thing is she's a great kid. You know, she just loves doing escape rooms. So we do escape rooms like almost like every other weekend. There was, you know, of all the things that uh, feel really, really sentimental and heart tugging on Instagram that say things similar about them going out fast. We, Lake and I, we were at a bar in DC and we sat next to these people that were celebrating, I think it's a 30th wedding anniversary. And he said something about kids and he's like, you know what? They always tell you, you're going to miss these days, blah, blah. He's like, but you know what? It's fantastic. I, I, I feel great. Like, yeah, they're gone, but like, it's fine. And I'm like, I like your perspective. Yeah. This makes it a lot easier. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. That's right. It was just really funny. So the second question then, I guess, is, you know, what all things are you, you know, when, when we kind of get a little bit of a break from where we've been lately, which is the push for the distillery, for starting the tours, for figuring out things with the tours, what what other things are kind of a, a web going on with you all immediately like like right now what are you what are you kind of juggling or or knowing that you're going to have to juggle aside from the tiles like when we move on <laughs> from this phase here yeah it's it's like we need to put our vision board up on the wall so we can see what we're working towards so yes right now it's one of those things that we we got everything up and running here in regards to licenses and alcohol licenses and stuff like that next is we're all and everything's running in parallel. I think that's the the hardest part is that we've got 19 projects all running in parallel. Yeah. So making sure that that's going, we've got to focus on our next bottling run. As I'd mentioned, we just sold out of all of our oak collection toasted bourbon. Yeah. So that requires when was the next time that was going to be bottling. We it's not we didn't even have it on the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> so what that means is we have to scramble and we have to get a batch made and we'll probably bottle it here at the distillery because. Right now, that means we don't have any bottles that we can sell to people when they come for experiences. Mm-hmm. So we need to go and fix that. The other thing, so like th- that's just like one minor thing that's going to happen. It's all the renovations we're doing to make sure that we have the distillery that's able to, you know, we'll have a probably a sign that says pardon our dust when people come in because we're still going to be renovating probably for another month or two. And then we are also just now getting to the thick of it of downtown and our Whiskey Row because demo has already started. They need architectural floor plans to be able to start figuring out, okay, where is the plumbing going to run? Because as part of demo, they're already trenching plumbing lines for everything that you need for the bar, floor drains, everything like that. So that's happening in parallel. The other thing that's happening in parallel is we've just got to focus on sales. How do you get this in front of more people? Do we open more markets? Uh, we're actually be opening up a couple states in Q1 of next year in the Northeast region. So stay tuned for that one and making sure that we are doing that. We're also launching United Double Oak. We are like all these things are all happening in parallel. You sure don't like to make it easier on your old self. I'll tell you that much. No, no. And I think that's probably the, 
that's the good and the bad thing. I, I, I hope that one day we can look back and we can look at this this pace that we're working at and going like, man, those were fun days. Yep. But right now it is definitely taking a toll on us. It's a it's a ton of work. But this is the this is the issue that we stand behind is because you had mentioned the very beginning of like, let's talk about bootstrapping. Ryan and I, at this current moment, we are 100% equity owners in the, in the company. We have never taken any outside investment. The only money that we've ever taken in is basically loans on barrels as collateral. That's it. We started this business, we put in $7,500 each. So we put in $15,000 that bought our first few barrels, that bought some glass and some labels, and we have reinvested every dime that we've made back into the company and the only money that we've ever taken out is to pay our tax bill, our tax liability. We have never taken a distribution that actually puts money in our pocket. So that has been the the hardest thing because it's like, that's what my wife says. It's like, at some point, this is going to make money, right? And we're like, hopefully, right? But that's that's been one of those things that we're continually trying to and I think we, we see the North Star and we're working towards that. But all these things that are happening in parallel all require us to get to that North Star. It's yeah. like we have to have new new product extensions. We have to have to figure out what are the what are the gaps that we're missing that we need to fill. Do is our you know, we're looking at doing a packaging change. Like we're looking at all these things that all need to happen and they're all happening within the next between 30 100 and I don't know, 360 days, yep. right? And so they're all happening in, in, at the same exact time. So our, we're definitely stretched way too thin, but that's just how we operate. And, you know, I think one thing that we forget to also add is that we both have our day jobs, mm -hmm. right? So that's one of the other things is we're always trying to balance that. And that takes away time from what we're doing. So it's like, you know, we have got the other you know, between Ryan spending how many times he spends on mine. And of course my day job with another, you know, probably 30, 40 hours there, you know, it's, it's 80 hour weeks every single week. And that's what it takes. Yeah. Well, we don't have to make this podcast. Another one of those things that kind of keeps eating away at the time. I just, I felt like while we had this opportunity while we're sitting here and, and just now polishing off this 20 ought 17, 2017 coffee stout bourbon County that we just, Pull that back a little bit, see exactly what's going on and, and what's going on through your head. So I appreciate you opening up about that. And yeah, it felt a little chaotic. You know, we were, we were talking and we just went 50 different directions, but that's, 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 that's where things are. That's right where things are at. It's like, yeah, we, we've got to go in 20 different directions. And plus it's like, we're, we're in November crawling into December. So that means we've got to start planning for Bourbon Pursuit podcast season that'll yeah. be coming recording in January and February. So now I've got to start reaching out to folks and trying to figure out, all right, now it's time to start lining all that up. And that's one thing that, again, to account for that just add another thing on the plate. Yeah, there's a whole lot going on. So appreciate you taking some time out and, uh, and diving into that. I mean, we're just drinking beer anyway, so you don't even have to consider it work. That's, that's what you consider <laughs> uh, work, work math or something like that. Guys, if you do have any curiosities or if you want to visit us, there is now a nice visit us button at PursuitSpirits.com where you can book your own visit or experience to go through one of the tours, tastings, experiences that we've mentioned over the last couple of podcasts. So be sure to check that out, PursuitSpirits.com. It's nothing you can do anywhere else. I think that's the cool thing that I like about it is that we're bringing an opportunity that you won't get at any other distillery, the Bourbon Trail, or even if you're not on the Bourbon Trail, you can't do it here. 
man and I've, I've been just setting up to i've been like making my list people will come here and they're like when do you, where do you want to go eat up and i'm like i just need a we gotta have like a board it's like you got to go to this place like now now there's all these i don't want to say partnerships but like we guys start going to some places and be like hey look we're doing this thing and we want to send people your way because like when i leave i'm just saying when i leave here I always just want to eat empanadas. And so I'm like, <laughs> I got to start sending them to this empanada place. You know, anyway, but yeah, guys, be sure to check that out. Pursuitspirits.com. Come through. Let us know what you think about it too. Because even though we're making it public, we're probably still revising. Again, as we mentioned before, everything that we're doing here is to just really, really comb over all those things for when we get downtown too and just polish it up as much as we can. Also, if there are other topics you want to hear us talk about on the podcast, let us know podcast at pursuitspirits.com look forward to having ryan back on the next one obviously not while we're drinking these stouts because he doesn't drink them not be his his jam but either way look forward to having him back on the next episode until next time everybody we'll see you all later cheers cheers